0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: All right, hello everybody and welcome to the Hurricane Hotline. Joe Zagaki, Don Bailey Jr. As we get ready for Miami and Texas A&M coming up on Saturday, 9 o'clock kickoff will be on the air at 5 p.m. from College Station. Last time Miami was there, 2008. All I remember is uh, Craig Cooper running wild and the stadium moving back and forth. <laughs>
2: I remember swaying, swaying in the press box. It, uh, I think they, they talk about, what, the 12th man? I think there's 112 extra men. It's uh, a very exciting place to go. I'm excited for the uh, University of Miami to be able to take the show on the road. It's going to be a, a great environment for college football, but it's also going to be a building experience for every player there because if you continue to win and you continue to grow this program, you're going to be in these kind of environments. you got to know how to handle them.
1: Hurricanes, uh, the game on Saturday. Coach uh, Cristobal referred to it as sluggish, which I think they were. They broke out of it. A couple of plays snapped them out of it. Some of that was Southern Miss. But ultimately, Miami scored 27 straight points.
2: That they did. They they took the game, control of the game at the end of the second quarter and then never gave it back through quarter three and four. Uh, I think the defense did a phenomenal job in a lot of respects. Uh, the 50-50 balls, Miami's had struggles with the first two football games, but also they're only giving up about 1.2 or 3 yards per carry over two ball games in called runs. That's an excellent number for a defense that was struggling to stop the run periodically over the last 20 years. They look like they've had some answers through the first two weeks. And I think the, uh, the athleticism that they're showing and the coaching that they're getting is allowing them to have had six takeaways in just two games.
1: You know, I think one of the things... Um... When it comes to stopping the run, you'll have a a good explanation on this better than me. Um, We think about great penetration from the defensive tackles, and we've seen some good work there from from Leonard Taylor, and we've seen good work uh, from Lichtenstein and Harrison Hunt. But when teams have been trying to get to the edge against Miami, you see the defensive ends, I think, doing a pretty good job of setting edges. And I think, truth be told, that seemed to have been a – problem area the last couple
2: of years. Well Joe they're they're learning both to play the run and the pass. You can't get all hyped up to rush the passer when there's the obligation of the run. So they're they're reading their keys, they're getting outstanding coaching. And the other part of it is is they are holding their edge. They're following their assignment because we always think that the offense is tied together, but so is the defense. If the defensive tackles, especially if we can start getting a couple of these defensive tackles Miami have to require a double team, on every snap then it really gets interesting or they go to the outside and have to double team one of the defensive ends we saw that in the past here at Miami and that makes a big difference but also the linebackers are tied into it and they're doing a better job as well
1: uh, six takeaways in the first two games that's a good sign
2: yeah, I think it's great I mean you're positive five in that category if you can average three a game through an entire season and not give it away but once every two football games we're going to win a lot of games we're going to win a lot of contests
1: Tyler Van Dyke, and we brought this up uh, with Coach Cristobal. When the game was over, he said, I'm going to go back to the indoor facility and work on my mechanics. When you have your quarterback, your leader saying that, uh, I think that has a big impact on your team.
2: That tells me right now that everything Coach Cristobal is doing is paying off. That's the ultimate buy-in. When you have a guy who's your quarterback, who gets done in a locker room playing a noon kickoff at 5 o'clock on a Saturday evening, and he's interested in nothing but fixing what's broken, the message has been delivered and is being listened to. And I I, I heard a receiver say that as well. I saw the offensive lineman uh, Sunday in a meeting. And they were not happy with their performance. And when you win a football game and you have a lot of guys that are willing to come back after that game and work on something, I don't know that I've ever heard that on their own, I know that we've loaded up buses and came back and worked on things that weren't right in a spring game or the next morning after a game, but I have never heard a college football player say, I'm going back to the facility now and work on this.
1: That gets us to this week's game, Texas A&M. They're coming off a loss to App State. And I don't know. I'd hate to play that told you so game. But how many times have we told people that? You need to respect App State. We, we said that all the way back in 2016 when Miami went there under Coach Richt. We said it last year when they came here, and it's simple, Don. Mid-major teams, their players are in their program for a long time, and this team now, the, the original coach is at Louisville, Satterfield. But a lot of the coaching staff is still there. They run the same system. They re- recruit like-minded players. Frank Ponce, who's on this staff, was there a year ago. They run their run game. They run that counter play, stretch play to perfection. They held the ball for 11 minutes against Texas A&M. Ultimately, they out-executed Texas A&M.
2: And don't forget one thing. They are hungry. Yeah. They played that game as physical as I've ever seen uh, a, a team play. And, are they, did, and they have talent. I mean, everybody wants to minimize the talent. Don't minimize the talent. they got guys that can play. They've got a head coach that was an All-American offensive line there, lineman there. You tell me what kind of practices they have. You tell me what they go through. They were well-prepared. They were, and what's even amazing to me, is they pulled it off after missing an opportunity to beat North Carolina at home in a game that they scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. They get over that. They get on a plane, they go to College Station, and they put something on the number four or five team in America in front of over 100,000 fans. I was very, very impressed, but not surprised. Because I've seen it with my own eyes. I know what kind of team they are. I know the type of players that they recruit. And they they earned that victory.
1: Texas AM, a lot of criticism coming down on them now. Jimbo's fifth year. Uh, they had a team they think is a national championship caliber team. The quarterback, everybody likes this quarterback, Haynes King. Coach Cristobal recruited him, number three dual-threat quarterback. He has had... Uh, A very rough start not only this year his first game last year he threw three interceptions against Kent State then broke his leg against Colorado in the App State game he was inconsistent he got hit a few times he had some exchange issues with the running back it just seems like he can't get himself to play a clean game I would not be surprised if we see the lefty Johnson coach Rick's nephew transfer from LSU would not be surprised if we see him
2: well, let's start there. He's the most experienced quarterback, and he won a lot of games. I think when he was at LSU, he went down to the swamp and, and beat the Gator on the road. So uh, Max is, uh, is an excellent quarterback, bloodlines. His dad uh, won a Super Bowl, played 20 years in the league. And so you've got – he's available on the bench. But you go to the guy that you were talking about, Joe, he doesn't have any experience When you really boil it down, he doesn't have that much experience. Like you said, he started one game last year and then he was hurt. Then he's in, what, this will be his uh, third game this year. There's four starts. It normally takes a little bit to get it going. And you look at Texas A&M on paper, they should be number one, two, three, or four. There's no doubt about it. They've got speed in the kick return game. They've got speed in the backfield. They've got speed and success at the tight end position. And I, I looked at their, at the defensive line. I studied that, the line of scrimmage. They look as big and as good as anybody in college football, but they look like they should be playing on Sunday. So Miami's going into a tough environment against a very, very good football team. And if you're counting stars, they got more stars than anybody. Uh,
1: Jimbo Fisher I have a lot of respect for him. There are a lot of people who have different opinions about Jimbo. He didn't win the national championship at Florida State. A lot of this roster looks like what he had at Florida State when he won the national championship, especially at receiver. I think you know the speeded wide receiver. Again, the the difference is the quarterback. And the the one thing about Jimbo that everybody will tell you, and I think he's a really good play caller. I do think he's a good play caller. He's impatient, and now he's got a quarterback. That feels that he's impatient. He wants to push that ball down the field. He's trying to run. He's got a chain who who can bail you out because Devon, a chain, you give him a crease, he's gone. It's going to be a touchdown. He is so fast. It's going to be Miami. You got to get him on the ground in a hurry. But if you keep A&M on the field, Jimbo is impatient, always has been.
2: Well, the way that at beat them was they had 40 minutes of time of possession, <laughs> and they kept them off the field. So so I buy into that. You know, I buy into letting Texas A&M have the ball just for 18 and a half minutes, and we'll take it the rest of the time. I think that's a big part of it. But Jimbo also had at Florida State when he won that national championship and experienced quarter quarterback in Jameis Winston, who's still winning football games in the National Football League. So I think that for for this offense to start to click, they've got to get the quarterback some confidence and hopefully Miami doesn't give them any.
1: This is also modern college football in terms of uh, the coaching staffs. Coach Cristobal has loaded up his coaching staff. Jimbo brought back DJ Durkin. He's his defensive coordinator. James Coley is on his staff. Tommy Robinson, who is here, is on his staff. Offensive line, offensive line coach, Adazio, right? uh, da- Steve Adazio, former head coach at Boston College, is on his staff. There are a lot of veteran guys on both both staffs.
2: Sounds familiar, yeah. right? A lot of veteran guys on the University of Miami staff, and, and that's why you want that. And that's why you can't let last week, if you're a Texas A&M, think that your season's over. These guys will fix it. These coaches all have experience. They've all saw a lot of national championships there, a lot of head coaches there, similar to Miami. I I love the way that Miami staff adjusted last week at halftime how many times have we talked about it and it but it worked and it, it got going offensively the final drive but defensively completely shut it down and you're gonna this is this is a test of two highly successful coaches very uh, important programs to the entire landscape of all of college football and that's why it's prime time on saturday night
1: a lot of pressure on texas a&m more pressure on a than on Miami, and I wouldn't be surprised if there. Uh, uh, I'm sure Jimbo Fisher got after his his team really hard this week, but I also wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of finger
2: pointing going on. You know, it happens, especially when you have a lot of high end players, and that's a roster full of five star guys. And I noticed, I noticed some body language in the, in the fourth quarter of that ball game. And you've got a lot of guys that if they're not playing, they think they should be playing. If they are playing, they may not, the guys that aren't playing may not think they're playing good enough. It's, it's a tough management deal. But at the end of the day, they, that's the head coach's job, to make sure that everybody keeps their focus. I like the opportunity Miami has going out there, and I can't say it enough this is why you come to Miami, is to play in football games like this. Do I wish you was at Hard Rock instead? Yeah, I do. But you go there, and you're going to get tested, and you're going to find out a lot. Then you're going to come back, and you're going to fix it, and then you're going to move on.
1: That's okay. Next year they come here. I think it's September the 9th. Miami and Texas A&M on Saturday kickoff at 9 o'clock right here on AM. We'll have more of our show right after this.